Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bobby Moore as a Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking and Billy Bones. A Paolo Gigano. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Proud of our history, West Ham United, more than just a podcast, more than just a podcast. Evening. This is more than just a podcast. my all day should we start again I forgot I was on mute you told me to go on mute so you could test something out right podcast yeah, there we go it is season 10 uh, it's just still just about season 10 uh, but it's episode 55 believe it or not um, only a few more episodes till we start the uh, the season uh, we did contemplate whether we're in season 11 yet, but I think we can have one or two more episodes before we start. Anyway, uh, the the summer gang is back in town again. Uh, tonight we have Ken in town. Len, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in the studio doing a podcast with you after quite a productive day. And back from his sabbatical, um, his summer sabbatical, it's uh, Nigel. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my shed. There you go. Get jingles yeah. back. Second podcast of the week for me already. Oh so. yeah, I heard about that. Who have you who have you been ligging with? Uh, it was a Liverpool fan who does um, he does a general football podcast. Yeah. Um. So. Um, and he wanted to do. You will laugh at this. So he wanted like a twenty-minute half hour. Uh, West Ham synopsis. Um. So I said to him, well, if you want to do it Monday, we'll do it a podcast. So we'd have to do it early. He said, well, we'll do it Sunday. I pre-record it. And then we'll, I'll slot it into the show. 
So I said, all right. So I sit down with him and he, and he said, what do you want to know? I said, well, we want to know a bit about you and a bit about West Ham and what you think and the stadium, blah, blah, blah. And I went, well, you think you're going to get all that in half hour, mate? And he laughed. Well, 90 minutes later when we finished. <laughs> <laughs> Always <laughs> the same. Was, we might not have enough room for the other podcast, so we may just put this out as a podcast on its own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look forward to that. So, might learn something more about you. Well, I, I, the one thing that you will find is, is that when we were talking about owners, one thing I said was, he said, like, would you want... I said, well, look, you know, you know, we'll get on to it more, but I want owners that are like Golden Sullivan, but just not Golden Sullivan. <laughs> Don't spoil it. We're, yeah, we're so. listening to it. Um, what's the name of the podcast? Do you know what? I was just trying to look it up. I forgot. <laughs> we, 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 we look it and say I at the end. Plug like at the end. You can come yeah. back later at the end of the podcast and you can say. By the way, hello to your mum, Nigel. Hello, Carol. Um, glad you could be back with us. And Stuart, your brother. Um, good. Um, well, we can talk a little bit about transfers. We're going to do questions today, so I don't want to spend too much time. Um, obviously, we signed a goalkeeper from PSG. Uh, well, actually, before we do that, um, did anyone watch the Brentford game? Because I didn't. Uh, I yeah, it weren't weren't very interesting. I know it's pre-season friendly. No, it's a bit, a bit I watched the goal, and what a goal by um, yeah. Ben Rama. And yeah. classy that he didn't celebrate, you know. Um, I didn't notice that, yeah. He didn't, no. Main, uh, I watched the, it in a pub, so it was very difficult to... The um, the club Actually. said he picked the up 30 yards from goal, not realising that four yards outside the 18-yard box equals 30. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure was 22 yards out when I yeah. went to school. But there you go. You can't expect a football club to know everything about football. We didn't, like the have, yard we, box. we didn't have our new signing Arioli. It was a little bit um, soon for him. We're missing uh, um, Abona, who's um, who's got a slight hammy. Uh, he's probably going to miss the Betway Cup, I hear, but he should be fit for Newcastle away. And um, we were missing uh, Gerald Bowen. Who everyone thought, as soon as he wasn't announced on the team sheet, was, oh, he's off on his way to Liverpool in a helicopter. But uh, the club did confirm he's, he's suffering from a small knock he picked up in training. Um, and he should be back very soon, certainly for the start, if not the Betway Cup, when obviously uh, Suchek, um, Soufal and Yarmolenko will be back as well. And probably Declan Rice when we find him. Uh, they they all came back. The other trio last week were in training, and they carried on training at uh, Rush Green, but they weren't part of the the Brentford at the Community Stadium. What do you mean when we find him? Well, <laughs> he's supposed to be back today. I've been told he's in the gym. But why? Have the, well, I keep on saying to the club, "Where's the picture? You know, show us a picture. Where's the obligatory walking through the car park with his like bag and the <laughs> thumbs up and the thumbs up? You right? Where is he in the gym taking a you know a test or or yeah. blowing into a bag or whatever they do? Heart screening, you know, the old monitors on the chest, you know, with a thumbs up or you know, doing the bleep test, you know, where where is all of that? You know, this is the biggest star and he's come back from England. Where's the photo? Perhaps they put him on the scales and realised, ooh, Beck, mate. 
<laughs> well, I did. I did ask. <laughs> shift a bit of weight after that holiday. <laughs> I did ask where the photos are, and I got a thing back. Before you ask, he hasn't done a Harry Kane. I was told. So there you go. He's that was not a turn up, Kane. wasn't it, Harry Kane? Uh, yeah. That was a turn up, Harry Kane, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm very unprofessional. I think to do something. That surprised like that. me. I must admit. It did surprise me. If true. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully we'll see a picture tonight or tomorrow. Maybe yeah, get on extra. You know, he woke up late or something. I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm, it's not a conspiracy theory. I tried to have a joke and put a picture up of where's Woolly and said where's Declan Rice and I got I got a ton of abuse. So <laughs> no shit. No shit. <sighs> Look, you made that bed. You got a lie in it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it so is you didn't bed. watch the game, and no wonder I thought it was a bit quiet. I, I, I didn't. Phone. I was out. I, I was at a puppy reunion. So, <laughs> you know, my my puppy uh, Riley. We had a puppy reunion in North London, where all the puppy owners were meeting up to see how the puppies had grown. As is a a girl, and then all the others are boys, and they were uh, like three times the size. So yeah, it was a puppy uh, reunion in North I London. I like girl a, dogs. A puppy reunion. Puppy reunion. It was part of a contract when we bought the puppy. Right, you have to have a puppy reunion and you're contractually obliged to meet up once a year with the other puppy. I tell you, this is a thing well for me. It'd be like No wonder you paid three grand for it. Puppy we're contractually obliged. Do you know what? Go down a dog's home. Fucking no contractual obligations there. You'll be taking it to a cafe next purely for dogs that they run once a month around Liverpool Street on a Sunday. Has he got his Facebook page yet, Sean? Ooh, no. I was thinking of a YouTube channel, actually. What, the I'm life of Riley? I met somebody over the weekend, and, and, and I'm not oh, going to yeah. go into too much detail. <laughs> but Well, funny you should say the life of Riley, because that's exactly what the, uh, the uh, uh, YouTube channel is going to be called. Um, there you go. But, but I met someone... Who, who's very very successful and they, they created a YouTube channel doing something quite unique um, and I'm going to tell you a bit off air and you'll, you'll know why later but they've got they've done 16 and a half they're a very young person they've done 16 and a half million views they've got like 10,000 subscribers and they're earning about £600 a month in um, in you know YouTube advertising just looking for a gap in the market so I think that maybe there might be something in puppy. Anyway, it's not a YouTube or a dog podcast. It is a football podcast. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> is the end of, and all I did was watch the goal. What did you watch it then, Nigel? Well, I, I went foot golf for the first time. Oh yeah, time. you said. And um, I, got, I won some money. I backed myself at ten to one each way. Um, it was my old football team reunion, and um, I was a bit upset because. Uh, the other nine players were, were four, five, six, and seven to one. No one was eight to one. No one was nine to one. And he put me in at ten to one. Oh. So I thought I had a look at them, and you thought, well, I was one of the youngest when I played. So obviously, I'm still one of the youngest. Um, obviously, I was the goalkeeper, but you know, I thought I'd back myself, and uh, I come third. So he paid me out each way. Oh wow! So I was I was quite happy there. Um, 
that was good fun, foot golf, if you've never done it. Um, I shot nine over par, which I was a bit gutted about because for old 10 and 11, um, I took 21 shots for them two holes. What clever was it? No, and that stopped me from winning. So I could have really cleaned up. But still, hey-ho, we had a good old laugh and everything. We got in the pub, the archers at Gidea Park, and they had the game on. So I, I tried to catch a bit of it. What I did notice is Brentford seemed to have a lot of the ball. Yeah, I think I saw, well, uh, saw that on the Ben Rama scored a, a, a wonder goal. So it looks yeah. like the goal he got the other day is what we all thought. Once he got one, he'd be up and running. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like a new signing, Sean. You should write an Yeah, I, I should. Well, yeah, from what I, I did watch a bit of it. The high. They hit the post. I yeah, they say. hit the post like, a few know, minutes afterwards. Yeah. So, and um, uh, obviously uh, Antonio uh, scored, uh, but it was ruled offside. I don't know if there was COVID regulations in regards no. to the crowd. No, there wasn't. Christ. But no, the thing No, but what surprised me was. That was the first fan-attended game in Brentford Stadium. And I thought the attendance was very low. Well, let me ask you two questions, two interesting things. I know someone who went and said he saw about 10 people with masks, right? Right. Second thing is... Was that No, no, it wasn't stale. Oh, right. Um, The second thing is, someone said to me... Uh, oh, sorry. The club talked about a thousand people being there. Well, how how could there be a thousand West Ham fans when they were there was only an allocation of five hundred? I don't get that. Well, because I believe that obviously there was West Ham fans in in right. a, around the Brentford. I thing. thought you were going to say that. So this is it. It never actually. I don't think it got to um, general sale when I looked at it the day before. It yeah. gone to season ticket and then it gone to members, which had to have a history of buying tickets. So how West Ham fans got in, unless they were allowed to buy on the door, I don't know. Or their mates. The season ticket holders. But again, you yeah. have to show ID and everything. And th- this is an interesting thing. I don't know if you've seen the article I've done today, which sort of follows on. Is it on Claret and You? It is. But I did They're send it to ready. you on a WhatsApp. Then I'm um, not ready. So... So the Premier League have agreed, this is hilarious, the Premier League have agreed a protocol to say in the Premier League games, you've got to have um, this COVID pass. You've got to show you've had, you've got to have the NHS app to show you've had two jabs. If you're not going to take your phone, you have to get a print off of the QR code. If you haven't been double jabbed, you need to um, show a a lateral flow test negative again on the app. And if you can't, uh, uh, and under 18s are exempt. Now, six days ago, Spurs said all that and said, we're doing this for a trial. So Spurs were the first to say it. Uh, it's going to be for this weekend, the first trial, because they're playing Arsenal, aren't they? In that, that thing. So that's this weekend. Chelsea then came out and said, they're going to do it too. Same details, same wording. So everybody's using the same. And then, um, obviously, you've got uh, they've got a game on the fourth, which is uh, what must be Wednesday. I think again, it's a, isn't it part of this Premier League charity match? Anyway, um, so I asked West Ham. You know, obviously this is a Premier League thing. 
Um, and and uh, West Ham will follow suit. What what do you think West Ham said? Oh, we'll get back to you. Uh, no, um, they said um, they said it's a difficult one for them to answer. They can't answer yes or no, but they're happy to talk to me in the future. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag, guys. This is all about you know. Um, uh, so I, I sent them what Chelsea and Spurs had said. They said, we're aware of that, thanks. Spurs and Chelsea are two clubs that have done it because they're playing Premier League sides in a tournament. Uh, they also said they don't have to do a trial because they're not playing uh, when they play this weekend for the Betway Cup. They're not playing Premier League uh, opposition, which the way I sort of um, took it as read that the trial will have to start for the first game of the season, which is against Leicester City on the 23rd of August. So I expect that you've got to, you know, we can read between the lines. They don't have to communicate with the fans. I don't know why they're not, after Chelsea and Spurs have already done, that people going to the first game of the season at home at the London Stadium for Leicester City will have to show a double um, vaccination or take a lateral flow test unless they're under 18. So act surprised when it's announced. When it's announced, and what are they, the... they going to do? Yeah. If you turn up there, yeah, yeah, and you haven't, they're going to turn you away. The stewards have been told to do. They're not club stewards, are they? Let's see if that happens. It's right, a good so point. who's going to tell them to turn them away? Well, that's a really mm. good point, and I wish. Yeah, because as you just said, they're not club stewards. So... I mean, you you came up with an interesting question earlier, saying, "Will they accept um, other countries' COVID um, well, well, exemptions?" My questions, but yeah, I, I know that, and and my understanding is, but not from West Ham. But the answer is yes. But I did joke, but this is serious. You'll probably get more luck asking the Spurs, bringing up the Spurs or the Chelsea ticket office and asking them, who seem to be a lot more clued up on these protocols. And shock horror, Nigel. You know they haven't made a final decision on digital uh, season tickets. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they have. Well, of course they have. You know they, we know they have. Told us. They, <laughs> Sean, Sean, we know they made the decision yeah. in yeah. April 2020. Or yeah. But shh, you know, it's a secret. You know, so and it was and on the, I, and the ISC website. are not allowed to say anything, and the ISC are not allowed to talk to me. I mean, it's the biggest non-secret out. Of course, this weekend. Digital um, season See that now, that, if that's the out, case, yeah. right, hold up. Is Go that on. a case that the ISC at the moment are sworn to secrecy? I believe so, because I thought that this was supposed to be a different way of doing it. That, that, that the people that, that moaned about the SAB moaned about non-disclosures, moaned about secrecy and everything. I thought that the ISC was not supposed to be anything like that. I don't think they've signed a non-disclosure. I think no, no, no. But hold that up. it gets released well, then, at the same time. Yeah, but hold up. Go on. Therefore, I mean, a non-disclosure, you wait for the club to disclose it. What's the difference? Yeah, maybe. If, if I ask the ISC, if I go to the supporters club or if I go to Amazon United and I say, tell me what you know, are they going to tell me? Mm -hmm. No. Well, they have independently thought... decided not to speak to me or Clarence Hugh. 
Uh, well, that's other reasons. <laughs> isn't it? I, you know, we're well, news, of course, we're going to print the news as soon as we know it. But no, anyway, but what I'm saying is, is that they're either representing us or not. I've, you know, at the end of the day, a, a, a committee is elected by its membership. It's there to represent its membership mm-hmm. and feed back to its membership. But if we've got the club telling them, "Oh, you can't tell your membership," I think there's a problem there. Yeah. My, my understanding is, digital tickets as designed, it's one-off codes per game sent to you. 24 hours to 48 hours before each game uh, to put on your wallet on your phone whether you Apple or Android uh, you can you can automatically from your own thing download a ticket print by email at home if you don't have a printer you can go to a special window at the ticket office and I think if you talk to the ticket off really really nicely but this won't be announced they will print off the ticket and put it in the post to you but that won't be announced see what I would, what I would say is the way the fans not the thing is, is you, if the fans was organised as we used to be back in the day is that everybody nobody downloads the tickets yeah nobody yeah. thinks everybody goes to the window and says print me off my ticket yeah yeah when the queue starts to build when the people start thinking they'll realise what a clusterfuck it is and it would change your mind and you play them at their own game. Of course, sure. that won't happen, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. But, the, you know, the, the club, the, the, we knew that this was going to happen. We've been saying this for ages. This is what is going to yeah. happen. So we know that the club have had this planned all the time. Yeah, we have. If they'd have communicated it... That's what I said. I said, actually, today... Communication is the key. Yeah, but why have they not communicated it? I'll tell you why they don't want to the communicate They're cowards. Yeah, because they don't want to deal with a fallout no. from it. They don't want to come up with a solution. They don't want to say, here's an easy solution. If you want a season ticket card, you've got to pay a five or a tenner for yeah. it, and we'll print it off and I send it I don't think that's there. going to be an option. Len, you wanted to come in with something. Yeah, I did. Um, so if you go to the ticket office to get your ticket printed out, what do you need to take? It's a good How question. How do people know that you've got a ticket and you're not some charlatan? I think you're going to have to show. Ticket. You're going to have to show probably some ID, what? or right. you're going to have to give some evidence. In the same way, you know, you're going to have to give your address, maybe your show um, them the QR client, code on your smartphone, <laughs> client yeah, reference yeah. number, you know, rem- rememberable information. So if else. you get caught out with no phone, no phone battery, and yeah. you've got nothing. How do you go about getting your ticket? Um, it's a good question. It's a it's great a question, question, isn't it? I get asked about it would, all the would I would email uh, West End Help on no, Twitter. You got no, 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 you got no phone. Done. How can you email without any phone? <laughs> you you find an, an SLA. Yeah. A what? Is it an SLA? What are they called? SLA. Yeah. Um, right. Those, those and they'll say, and you've got nothing to show who you are. And you're half cut. As well. Yeah. Well, you ain't gonna get in, are you? Really? I mean, is that right it, or wrong? It, no, it's wrong. And and look, this 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 is not a well thought out thing. And using the thing, it's COVID. Everyone else is doing it. It's not a good enough excuse. Everyone else is doing it in the Premier. Yes, they are. Uh, it's because of COVID. No, it's not. You were plan West Ham. You were planning this yeah. well before COVID. But anyway, I think we've done this one to death. It's yeah. their big well, yeah. line. Yeah, it. we'll watch the chaos we'll watch unfold. We'll the mayhem. Um, yeah, because it will be. There will be, there will be, or there'll probably be a little bit of violence there, I imagine. Oh, Just imagine it. Someone kind of turns up pissed, he's, 
all his phone's battery's gone. Just wanted to talking of that. Talking of that, and I know we didn't really talk about Brentford, but it doesn't. So there was a lot to talk. Um, Hammers United have announced their protest. I ran an article on it. Um, what, how do you feel about it, I'm, Len? I'm going to ask you first. You know, they, they've announced they're going to do a protest on the 19th of September, which I think is Man United. Um, I don't know anything about this. We we live in a democracy. Uh, right to protest and all that. Right. I, I'm. I don't know. I, I I don't see the point, and and I see danger for them that this could be a spectacular failure. You know, as in numbers turning yeah, up for I it. Yeah, I mean, they could have a call to arms, and, yeah. and there could be complete apathy. Yeah, but, I mean, the numbers weren't great for the survey, were they? But equally, I do worry. What I mean, they're asked to sit down with the club. They're sitting down with the club. But now they say their number one priority is getting rid of them. It's just like since the whole pie capital, which we'll talk about in the minutes, come up. You know, it sprung them back into life for asked for new ownership. I I just don't get it. I see it as a distraction. I see it as a, um, a, a split in the fans again. And and I just don't see what they hope to aim from a. They want to do it. It makes them feel better. Well, it's up to them, I suppose. It's a free country. Mm. Nigel? Um, I think it's linked to the Pi Capital. Um, someone's thrown down the gauntlet and um, they want to... I mean, it sort of plays into... We might as well move on to the Pi Capital thing. Yeah. So if you look at it, you know... There was a story going around that a bid had been made. Nothing was made of it. The, the club's line is, you know, these people contacted us, made an offer. We've asked for proof of funds. It was done in April. We've not heard from them. You know, this is the way I saw it. Um, the bid become public knowledge, but refuted um, by the club. A few days later, Henry Wheat Winter tweets out a statement yeah. rep, represent, and I'm thinking why is Henry Winter tweeting that out? Yeah. Uh, mm. Did it come from somewhere else first or because well, I only Daily saw Mail, Henry Winter with it? The Daily Mail journalist who first broke it also tweeted it out at the same time. Right. So, the, so this rather than these people going to the fans West Ham fans and saying this you know, they've gone to a journalist to break it, not broke mm. it themselves. So I'm a bit susceptible to thinking, well, well I know what game they're playing. Mm. Um, so what they... This is what I see. So this, the, 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 anybody who wants to buy the club and deal with and, um, and get stonewalled by Golden Sullivan, for whatever reason, know they've got an army of people chomping at the bit. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the the, the um, well, you know, every time I I call them something, someone gets the ump about it. But I'll call them like the ultra GSB out brigade, the um, noisy twelve. Well, <laughs> I call them. Yeah, <laughs> but the the ultra GSB out brigade, that um, you know, it's a call to arms for them, isn't it? Yeah, of course. And then just to stir the pot. We get the the Twitter videos from Tom Skinner, Bosch Beds, and it it for me then 
it descends into farce. <laughs> if you're if you're buying a half a billion pound football club, do you show your plans to a a, a self-made man no. who's done well? I ain't gonna knock the bloke. You know he's a successful bloke. He's he to, to do what he's done with beds and pillars, and and to become as successful as you can. You can't fault the Bosch drive. Bosch. But at the, end uh, but of the, the day, BBC advert he got a couple of years ago was good. Yeah, the, the every Thursday night for an hour. At the end of the day, though, he's a Romford market trader, made good. And yeah. he, he was very fond. He said very fond things about Karen Brady at the time uh, he was off. And he said, oh, I just wanted to ask her questions about West Ham. What striker we're going to sign? Well, um, no, yeah, but look, the, what I'm saying is, do do you, if you're half a billion, if you're buying, a, if you're a, a business that's no. going to buy another business for half a billion pounds, let alone the separate funding, that, you, that you're going to talk about, that we'll, we'll cover or whatever, are you going to get a, a basic, you know, a done-well market trade at the front it out no. as a rallying call? No, court? you're not. I don't think no. you are. No. And if you are, well, then you're a bit amateurish. As, as, you two, as you two know, I've been doing some research and I've done a number of articles which none of you two have read. But, no. you know, first of all, let's be clear. Pi Capital is nothing to do with Pi Partners, who is a French company part of uh, BMP that um, are worth about 13.5 billion. A lot of people started writing that. It's not true. Not related. First three letters are related, but there's no relation, no connection. So then you start looking into this. And, and the company, this is all public record, the company was founded by a chap from um, uh, Uzbekistan, uh, a chap from China, a, a very rich man from China, and uh, a, a Floridian in the US. Okay. I thought it was Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan, you're right. It's Azerbaijan, yes. not Uzbekistan. You're right. Uh, apologies for any Uzbekistans. Um, so, so when you look at those three, the other two disappear. By the way, the two founders. You don't know where the Chinese rich man has gone in the Florida, and and the the other chap still a managing partner. And this is weird because it was only founded in 2020. This is a new company, and when you look at who they bought. Um, they bought a Chinese video wall called a uh, company called Vitron. They bought only 24% of the company. And, and they, they're a private equity company, which means they don't use their own money. They use other people's money. They, they create funds for people to invest in, uh, usually what they call high-worth individuals, so basically millionaires or rich families. Now, they seem to concentrate in China and around the Asia-Pacific, so that, that's their target market. So it's no surprise that they bought a, a Chinese video company. Um, but that's been their only significant purchase, which is worth around about £158 million when you convert it from dollars. There's, although they've done a small finance consultancy, they really haven't bought anything of note. Um, and this was, remember, they're only founded in 2020. So uh, they've got assets probably worth, it might have increased by now, of £158 million nothing else of, of note then you look at the founder and you see that he was involved he, he's involved in oil and gas back home um and he's his him and his father involved in pnn group which are quite wealthy and then you look at all the the, the talk about in france he was involved in a alleged bid for um, marseille and apparently a, a reporter um, said that there was a bid for Marseille. 
of 400 million euros or 500 million euros and then the owner came out I forget what his name is Le Cork isn't it or something like that um, and said this is not true <laughs> there's lots of people interested in in Marseille but he never bid you know this this banker as he called him did not make a bid I mean this sounds so familiar it sounds like and I'm just saying alleged alleged phantom bid for Marseille same founder he moves uh, and uses a different company Pi Capital is this a phantom bid I don't know but proof of funds is a legal um, term proof of funds requires a solicitor to show that you've got funds liquid funds available and either they're put in escrow or that they're available they can't be they, you know they can't say proof of funds oh yeah we've got our clients money over here in this Chinese video company they've got to be proof of funds so how have they how have they got 400 million or, or if we believe Thomas Skinner 500 million available where's the advertising for them to create this fund you know private investors private um, equity companies do one or two things they either do what's called a blank check fund where they just say give us money and we're not going to tell you what we're going to do with it but we we have a strategy of how we're going to use it like buy a football club well they obviously haven't done that because no one's heard about that have they really quietly collected 500 million to put in a fund to buy West Ham I'm, I'm not convinced I think they like the concept of creating a fund to get the money from investors to buy West Ham but I think that's a concept and I don't think they've got the money yet um, you know there is talk that they've got a in their own thing that they've got a sporting personality we don't know who that is two legends or they say West Ham legends I have been given two names I'm not going to name them you two guys do know they are but it's not fair for us to name them if they're not going to out themselves and put their names to it but I, I'm very skeptical I think this is I think this is a phantom bid um, I think it's a bit of wishful thinking on the the, the part of Pi Capital who's put you know no one heard about Pi Capital now they've got look, all this free advertising they've got I mean if they'd have bid 500 million yeah right, this cuts a nitty gritty now yeah. that you've bored us all with the backstory. yeah they've, they've walked in let's say they've walked in and they've bid for let's take Tom Skinner at his worth they've bid 500 million for the club yeah. Right. What does Sullivan say? All right. And let's say let's let's take them at their word, and they've produced proof of funds, so they've got their Santander bank account out, and said, "Look, we've got five hundred million pound in there." Yeah. What does What does Sullivan do? What's your gut instinct? What does he do? My gut instinct is, uh, and you know, I have talked to them in the past about this. Look. They they would prefer investment. They don't want to sell the whole of it. That would be their number one. They have said they will sell it to someone like the Sultan of Brunei if if they think that the 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 next owners would take West Ham forward. The problem with a uh, and, and you know you may argue and say well look, money's money. The problem with and we know what happened with Chinese money when they sold Birmingham. But the the problem with a, something like a private equity fund is private equity funds look to make money for their investors this is not a dream to you know get into the champions league or anything private equity funds these rich people want to make money where would they get the return this this thing of we're going to buy the stadium well it's not for west ham to sell who knows that london mayor would sell it anyway 
And, and the other concern of mine is the other thing private equity funds do is leverage buyouts. Now, leverage buyouts is what happened at Burnley and what happened at Liverpool. Yep. It's and Man United. And Man United is where you haven't got enough money. You raise some of the money, but then you borrow against the asset itself and leverage debt up on the company. And, that, and that's the problem with private equity. You know, they're and not why in that's it. dangerous for a club like West Ham is, is that one bad season away from relegation and um, the, the the debt then becomes unsustainable. Yeah. And I think I think Sullivan called it right in his, and I think it was a bit ill-conceived to go on the record, but hang on, he did, uh, when he called it a property deal, which, uh, let's be honest, they want well, the London Stadium. You know, a, a stadium I that mean, costs £760 million though, pound to buy, they want to get for a pound probably, uh, they but think. But it's a bit rich for him, and, and, and this is the thing, it is a bit rich for him to come out and say, it's a property deal, when, you know, I still believe they bought West Ham because the move was on. Yeah, I'm, I, and I, I don't, I don't disagree yeah. with you. So we know now that they had the plan for years um, to move Birmingham City in exactly the same way as they moved West Ham. And while I won't dispute that, that as as previous owners of the club, and I won't dispute David Gold's been a long time supporter. Well, I don't even dispute David Sullivan's been a fan of the club. Yeah. Um, from from around the 60s. I'm not sure he was a fan of the club before he moved into East London or into Essex. But obviously, you know, he claims he was at the 1964-65 games. So I'll take yeah. him at his word there. So there's obviously support for the club from these owners. Then, would they have bought back into West Ham if the plan that they'd unsuccessfully managed to do twice at Birmingham had, had was not available at West Ham because I know that they looked at Crystal Palace at the same time. Yeah. So, I'm I look manager expectations. For him to say, and I don't say think for him these, to call it a, a, these people are going to come back. Whether they will flush out another investor, who knows? But looking at this, so you do know, you think that was them saying a, 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 a call to arms in raising more money? Yeah, I do. Because the thing I've always thought is. Let's take let's take that five hundred million figure that was that's the figure that we've now been told for whatever reason five hundred million. So say they do manage to buy the club for five hundred million, how much do they need to buy the stadium? Because you ain't going to get it. Well, you've got to subsidise. The problem with the stadium is it loses yeah. thirty million, and yeah. it's not an easy way just to turn it yeah. around. Well, you could throw West Ham out. That That's one thing. I mean, that's a danger. You could throw West Ham out and go, well, there you go. You know, get rid of this onerous contract by throwing West Ham out of the stadium. But no, but... Ground, yeah, I ground mean, share what, with Leighton Orient, you know? Why you laugh, you know, the stadium <laughs> accounts that come out next time are going to show that they lost less money. They lost less no money, fans about £10 million pound less. <laughs> with no fans in the ground. Yeah. The stadium loses less yeah, money look, with no look, one in it. That stadium is never going to really break even. It doesn't matter who owns it. Um, you know, even if you did manage the, the taxpayer and the, and the politicians to buy a stadium at a nominal fee... You've still got a lot of contracts that you've got to honour and, and a massive bill, um, to, you know, to raise money. It, it just doesn't re ring profit to me. And that, you know, you don't make money. I mean, 
Who makes money out of Premier League? You know, certainly not Chelsea. Well, certainly no, not but Man this City. is what I'm trying to the get only, across to the listeners. The only is look only at how much money do you need? If you take Tom Skinner, I mean, uh, I mean, it w- I could pull it apart in so many ways. But I mean, he's talked to him about the badge, though, Nigel. Well, yeah, brilliant. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, uh, you know, they're going to turn us into Champions League, the biggest club in London. Blah blah blah. A little bit enthusiastic. Right? How much money? So let's bear that down. That's another five hundred million pound plus needed. How much money? You know, this this outfit is not going to do what they claim they're going to do. They need minimum. Minimum spend a billion pound. How do they start getting a return? Yeah. Because for the life of me, as you say, it's an investment. Do I want? I I I mean, I nail it. I don't care. I don't want anyone like that. Yeah. Buying this football club. Can we use the cliches? Can we just? No, can I'm I just not going to go. Way? No, I'm not going to go oh, down. Oh come that on, better the devil you know. No, because I don't. Out of the out of the frying pan and into the fire. No, you don't know that yet, though, do no, you? Be careful what you wish for. No, because no, the one really good thing like about this is it, it <laughs> may flash out. I mean, the only thing is, that might be an out is, as you say, Golden Sullivan, I think, would be prepared to dilute their own. Yeah, they will. And, and and I think that would be the first step forward to let them become minority owners or, or joint yeah, owners because yeah. in the day when you look back people look back to the Kearns family sorry uh, Kearns family being owners of West Ham Kearns family weren't owners of West Ham yeah because the the, the owner the company a football club like West Ham was owned by its shareholders and the biggest shareholder was the Arnold Hills Foundation but but what the Kearns family managed to do in liaise with the Platt, uh, the Pratt family was get the voting rights for those shares. But, you know, West Ham, up until 2006, w- was owned by, you know, f- 30 different people. Yeah, true. Because the shareholders were Including, the Including, who was Jack Pesci? Jack Pesci, uh, for a period. Yeah. There's been people well, that have you, come well, in. Well, Golden Sullivan owned 20% and, and then sold it when the Icelandic t- takeover happened. Well, no, it? you say that, and that's the funny... I'm not. I'd, I'd, I've. Well, I'd they tell me that back. as well. So, well, I've yeah. got a list of the shareholders, uh, from, and that's how I know that the Arnold Deals Foundation. Um, I've got. I've somewhere. I've got a document that's a list of the shareholders that the when the Icelandics bought the club in 2006, um, because there was about a list of 30 of different groups. I mean, I, f- I still think Lloyd's Bank had some, which was an hangover from the bond scheme. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Terry Brown only owned, I think, about 15% of the shares. And that's the thing. People look at that and think Terry Brown was the owner of West Ham. No, he weren't. He, he, you know, he was a minority yeah, shareholder, he yeah. but he'd got himself into a position well, to I'm be sure chairman. I'm sure you told me, cause I, and I know it's true, that uh, the ancestors of uh, Arnold Hills uh, yeah, had so shares there was, right You had Charles end. Walner. Uh, who was the, a great, uh, I think was a grandson of Arnold Dills. But separately, I think was the Arnold Dills Foundation was one of the single largest shareholders, which I think stems from the original 50 And they only sold out to the Icelandics, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah. 
I, the, 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 the bloke, the Liverpool fan, I was talking to him about this yesterday, the fact that West Ham was continuously owned by the same people, technically, up until 2006. Um, but, you know, a lot of clubs were. Charles Warner was a non-executive uh, director of the club yes. for 18 years. He was also a club solicitor, so come in handy, didn't it? But... I mean, and that I, I'm not adverse His to, great to going, yeah, going back to that, to going back to that style of ownership that you know, Gold owns ten percent, Sullivan owns ten percent, other people own you know, or or Gold and Sullivan own less than fifty percent together, yeah. and that other people come in, and as long as Brady goes, yeah, um, as part Brady of, out, yeah, Brady, Brady out, out, thank you. Uh, yeah, especially against Gansu Amadeo. Brady out. I know you're a big Brady out fan. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so... Anyway. Look, um, ain't going to happen. But uh, m- to be continued, um, we're going to move on to um, questions soon. But before we do, a little bit of a transfer update. Obviously, we've got one uh, second signing in now uh, after Craig Dawson. We've got uh, Anfons, Anfons Ariola. PSG on loan with a option to buy. Um, I hear he's not going to go in as number one, even though he's got quite a lot. I mean, he's he's on 150 grand, but I think we're probably paying. If we're paying the same as um, um, Fulham, we're paying half of that, um, which is 75,000. So it's a lot, and um, yeah, I think we paid a two million or two million euro or pounds. I can't remember loan fee on top of that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, if I know David Moyes, <laughs> he'd be back up, be sitting on that bench, and he'll start with. Um, uh, well, I've been told, you know, by people that they expect um, Fabianski to start. I expect Alphonse to start on um, the Betway Cup. I expect Fabianski to line up um, at St James. We'll see. Um, David, uh, sorry, Darren Randolph has got no future surplus requirements, but they don't know if they can find a club for him. You know, he's been a good servant to the club, and um, they're going to try and move him on. Um, I saw David Martin was in goal for the under 23s. Arthur Masawaku is back, he played 45 minutes for the under 23s. Um, we've got injury of um, the new chap, uh, Thierry Nevers, who's got a groin injury. Um, what else news is there? Well, so the big news is we're still working on... Uh, prayer is not coming to us, right? Breaking news. I did break this a, a day ago and I got absolute grief for saying he wasn't a priority target. And today he's released a statement. He wants to go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, they, they're they going to pay him £139,000 a week. Um, but the valuation of... Uh, I think they've offered 13 million from him to South, uh, West Brom, and they really don't want to take that. Um, but I don't think he's a Moyes player. He's not a priority. We did make an inquiry, but we never made a bid. We're still looking for a striker. Tammy Abrams wants 140 grand a week, so he ain't going to come. He wants to go to Arsenal instead, so he doesn't look like he's going to come. Uh, we work. I've been told we're working on two active deals. I don't know the names of those targets before anyone asked, but I've been told we're working on two active deals. One of them's a centre-back. Again, don't know the name. I know there's a Nikolai uh, 
Milenkovic, isn't it? Yeah. Whatever his name is, it is is probably one of them. Might not be. I don't know. I'll start practicing that name. You I will do. And and you know, and we need a striker. Um, whether it's Sima or whether it is, um, I would love it to be Danny Ings, but um, I know he wants to go to a top top six club, and we are a top six club. So uh, I don't see Man City or Man United coming for Ings. Be great to land Danny Ings. Do you see him as being a Moyes player, Len? Don't know really. I mean, do, do, do Southampton play one up front? I think Ings can do, play one up front. Yeah, Nigel. Um, yeah, I think I, I think Ings could. Um, Easily play the Antonio role hmm. as a he's central good player. I know that about that. Um, I, I think he's, you know, when he went to Liverpool, I don't know, was it from Burnley? I don't know if yeah. it was a bit left field. I think going to Southampton's um, obviously done him the world of good. You know, I, I think there was talk about possibly Liverpool going back. Yeah. Um, I can't see a Man United. I can't, you know, I can't see Man United, Man City going in. I can't see Chelsea going in. No. The only club, really, I can see going for him is Arsenal, to be honest. How about Tottenham if they get rid of Harry Kane? Well, possibly. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Possibly. But yeah. surely they've got to find him first to but get rid of him. But obviously, he wants a top six club, he said. So, you know, that can't be Tottenham, well, can it? Or Arsenal. No, but, and this is the thing. <laughs> I, I mean, while we jest, you know, at the moment, Unless they consistently fail to finish that eye, you know, they are part of the big five plus one, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, um, I don't know. We, we, we're we still looking for a, a playmaker, and, and if it's not uh, Pereira... Um, Airfix. They I, make good I don't know. Look, I have a feeling we're still holding out for Jesse Lingard to do a U-turn. I don't think that's completely done and dead. I mean, I have been told it's done and dead, and, you know, he's, he's broken off contact, but... I just wonder whether I still wonder whether he come to his senses and go, yeah, go on then. You know, he hasn't got a new contract. I just don't see him getting games. And I he hasn't know. got a new contract. I thought he, he hasn't. Had. He hasn't got a new contract. Right. No. But then the story is that if Pogba goes, yeah, that opens the I, door. I do see that, and maybe that's what everybody's waiting for to see if that happens. But look, all I've been told is. David Sullivan and, and David Moyes are working night and day trying to get multiple tills over the line. At least two are active at the moment. I think there will be more before the end of this transfer window. And and there is no truth in this silly story about heated debates and shouting matches and them having a complete difference of opinion on um, on, on transfer strategy. Who, Golden Sullivan? No, no, um, Sullivan and, and David Moyes. Oh. There was a story in, in westhamfans.org that they were having heated, but they'd had three heated debates where they had to take a time out to cool down and that basically the story was that Moyes was being you know, fucked over by, by Sullivan. You know, there's no substance in it. It quoted no one. It quoted so no sources. It was... I, I've just been told, and you're not you're going to say, well, you would be told that, Sean. It's just, there's not an ounce of truth in it, right? If anything, David Moyes knowingly 
treats it like his own money, right? He agonises. He does lots of due diligence. It's been called dithering in the past. This is what David Moyes... We all know this is what David Moyes does. There is money available, and and uh, but it's down to him to do it. You know, David Moyes sets the targets. David Sullivan goes and does the deal once he's identified those targets. The two do different jobs. There's nothing to fall out on. You know, the suggestion that David Moyes, you know, is going, oh, I need, uh, you know, 70 million to, to bring in, I don't know, some striker, is ridiculous. That's just what David David Moyes does. You've got to call me biased, but I'm going to put Ooh. my point of view. You are, at the end of the day. But, do you, do you um, think, did you believe the story, though? It's easy to put story out not. there on, on a blog, right? Not. But I don't believe half the guff, even that you come out with, to yeah. be honest. There you go. So, anyway... We did say, we're, we're at the 51-minute point, we did say we're going to spend some time on questions. Is there any other business that uh, has been in the news we want to discuss before moving on to questions? Yes, quickly, Iron Supporting Food Bank are back at the stadium, collecting for the first time since the Southampton game in March 2020. So uh, they'll be uh, by uh, the Point of pool. order, Mr Speaker, point of order. Yeah. The Southampton game was on the 29th of February. Oh, was it really? Well, yeah. there you go. So, they're back for the first time since the end of February then, <laughs> uh, in 2020, collecting, um, collecting. if you've got some tins that you can take down. So when you uh, say they're back, the first game, they're at the, so this weekend. They'll be at the, the, this weekend, Betway Trophy, oh, right, okay. that they will be by the swimming pool oh, where excellent. they normally collect... Um, the request is um, that if you can, they'll be there from 12 o'clock to 2.30. 30. Tinned meats and tinned fish. Uh, if anyone's going down and can put a few tins in a bag, or there's a little Tesco's just before, I think, now, or there's a shop where th- that's that's what would help I, out. I hope they do get some fish. people, because I wrote out earlier, it ain't going to be a sellout. <laughs> Look, and I, I haven't got any inside information, but what I did was, and I, I'm not going on Saturday, because I'm going on holiday soon. I, I didn't want to catch COVID before I fly. Um, but anyway, and I, and I think a few people are worried about emission and what, how is it going to work and everything. But I looked, just logged in myself and had a look where tickets were. And you can look at how many free tickets were. Well, every single section was pretty much available and then when you click on the upper there's just whole waves of it now I, i'm not so sad that i counted all the free seats but i can tell you there's a lot of unsold seats well the, the problem is it's, it's not a glamour game is it at the end of the day Atlanta. No. i mean i remember the old days at upton park um you know we'd be lucky to get twenty thousand. yeah but I mean, do you know what generous. nigel after not for people fans not being in the ground since the 29th of february 2020 so well over a year i thought and maybe the club thought there would be a novelty value back in here where people would be desperate well, look, to get I'll back you to what, watch a game of football in person do you know what i think as well Go and, on. and one thing that people not think people got so used to watching football on telly yeah that some people may think do you know what 
And and and, mm. and the thing about these games at the stadium for me, w- w- with the early ones that were selling out and it used to for me, is is that I think it was a, there was a lot of oh they wanted people wanted to be seen to be going. I go yeah. every game, blah blah blah. You know, back in the day, believe me, I'd be there. Now I'm not really bothered mm. about seeing this play. Five hundred and twenty days. I've just worked it out. 520 you know, days since we last it's played. It's longer for me, mate. Uh, well, no, because I went crowd. to the Southampton game. And yeah, since the Southampton. I mean, the last. Did you go to the Southampton fall, game? No, because that was Charlie's stag do. Oh, yeah. Number one. Um, well, what's your last game then? The, but, uh, 1st of February, Brighton and Ovalbion drew three all. 1st of February. So you're, you're, I know obviously you've been to the Southampton game. I went to the Southampton uh, but, game. But your f- last full capacity game was 579 days ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, sorry, that was January. So uh, February, I apologise. I did my calculations wrong. 548 days since your last yeah. big game. How long is it since you haven't been, Len? When was your last game? Was that, was that, that Southampton? That yeah, the game that we could all get. I think it was Southampton, the game that we could all get in. Yeah. I think go to the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a protest. Wasn't there a protest at the Southampton game? I think there was, yeah. Was there not? I mean, uh, that's the thing. You know, at the end of the day, I could see why Amish United are doing it, 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 it in what they're doing. I don't think it affects the team of those that, that say, oh, we should be doing this. You know, the, the, I don't sure think said that. Gonna be, yeah, I don't think it's going to affect the team or or, or, no. or anything, and and whatever. I just and think it's a distraction. I th- but a distraction from what, Sean? A distraction for actually for who? For so who's distracted? For the club. By the club. How can a club get distracted? Well, it can. You know, I just think. Well, well now, would you explain how a club diverted? Is, um, efforts are diverted to. Well, you know, what efforts are the club doing about anything? Well, Where's there evidence that there's any effort from the club <laughs> on any capacity? I think a lot of talking goes on about protests and this. I really do. When they should really be talking about other things. So the people that would be talking about protests would be the stadium managers, for instance. Marketing. So, communications. So... Would would, and would they be talking... Would the stadium manager be talking about, I think you should be kicking, you know, Benama not bowing for the game to start. But, no, he's but not. But you he's know what? I t- you know, the, the, the team are actually, aware of it, you know, and the manager is aware of it, and the fans in the stadium are aware of it, and the media then blow it out of all proportion, and it affects our brand. And uh, you know, I could go on for so oh, long. How? See, uh, and uh, I don't it know does if tarmish you, our you, brand. Go. Oh fuck! Fuck's sake! How can we fucking anyone but Golden Sullivan tarnish their brand anymore? <laughs> and Brady, Brady out. <laughs> there anyway. ain't enough brass out to untarnish it. Anyway, fucking uh, hell, tarnish. We're, we're at the hour mark, so I think we'll move on. Any other business before we do question time? No, no not really. No. no. Okay, it's time for this. It's back. It's Facebook, Twitter, question time. Finally. Where you 
the eight listeners, or is it seven now? Get to uh, uh, ask us the three presenters questions that I, I didn't even see what Nigel asked. So, Nigel, have I have I um, filled long enough? So, yeah. So today, I did, uh, it was question times back. I'll leave it you to all decide what you want to say. Thanks as always. First comment. How many first before we start mother. so I can sort of get comfortable? Or 20. Okay. It's a 20. virgin poster for the first time, even though she ain't a virgin. It's Samantha Hardy. Oh! <gasps> Your wife? Yes. I did you ask her to She's in a good position to say. I did, I did say yes. to post so, she says, can you ask the man in the shed when his kitchen will be finished? <laughs> that is exactly oh, the question I said that... uh, she should ask. Yes, and that, and, and I've had a look at those that have laughed, Len, at the question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the laughing it, emoji. It, 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 I gave it a, a it thumbs up. This Does is going to be what Sam asked us at yeah. the wedding. So, there <laughs> you go. You're legally obliged to I did to, think that was uh, good. Apply. Um, the kitchen. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dinner will be finished when I finish it. Oh, hang on a minute. That's a bit Yeah. It snowballed the kitchen hold up, and then when I say I ain't just putting in a few cupboards and doors, this was a total, you know. Hang on, you spent ninety minutes on another podcast earlier, probably another two hours. Yeah, on well, this I'm one. a How busy man. Go, I'm a what, busy man. I've got snagging to do. I've got a bit of filling to do, and I've got some, you know. How much could you've done do. in those three hours of podcasting this week? Well, uh, yeah, I could have probably done, you know, but uh, you know, I'd, I'd work like a Trojan on it. Total well, each week cupboards. we're going to ask an update on, on how much you've achieved in the last week on in the yeah. kitchen. This week, I actually I did take I, I I laid a new floor at the beginning of last week, and then that was it. And then I took some time off. Okay. Um, so I put skirting in and, and stuff like that. So thanks for that, Samantha. Right on, Sam. Yeah. Next up, it said Hughes. 
Uh, Loves a bit of squirrel. He does love. Thank you for oh, that. Don't say he's dead. He's, and, and Ed's got a thing because what it is, Sean, listen up. Yeah. He says, on. Ed wants to buy a stately home and it's up for Good sale for, you, Ed. for a million pounds. One million pounds. Yeah. Without stamps. But he's only... Right, hold up. This is what he's got. He says, but he's only got a million in the bank and he's got no other income. Yeah. Apart from the fact that the stately home will earn him 150 grand a year. Yeah. But the stately home's old and it's in poor repair. And he'll need to spend 500 grand a year minimum to keep it going. Yeah. So his question to you is, mm. do you think he's rich enough to buy it or will it end in tears? It will end in tears. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I'm trying to get the analogy, though. No, it was a great analogy. Concerning. Yeah. He's, he's talking about, about what, though? Pi Capital. I haven't got enough money to buy West Ham, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me remember. Okay. Well, you wouldn't. So what need he's saying to, is, is, the stately home. You're going to make a loss-making stately home. If he rented, and he has only got a million pounds, yeah. so he's got no capital to. Uh, to do Worse anything. than that, he's got to pay the rent. Yeah, I know. You can't even buy the stately home. Yeah. Nice one. Right, next up is the soul singing superstar of Tenerife, who's getting busy and busy people. So check him out. If you're going to Tenerife on on holiday and you're double jabbed and you ain't got a and you got two weeks to waste when you come back. Um, even though God knows why, when we've all been jabbed, we're supposed to set us free, but we won't go down that road. Uh Michael says, uh, hello, how's everyone doing? Has it crossed anyone's mind that Jesse might have been uh, undercover agent Lingard loaned from Man United to get best mates with Rice and getting his head about moving would be clever for Man U to get him some game time up his value and tap up Rice he ain't going to Man United I always United. think he always knew he wasn't coming but it seems to he's not going worked. to Man United who Declan Rice no if he goes anywhere he will stay local Chelsea Absolutely, can see it. I think if Man City called it, I don't go, think he'd go think, to Man City. I don't think he's on Man City's radar. I, I don't think he'd go Man City, Man United, Liverpool. If he goes anywhere, it'll be a London club. Um, I hate to think it would be Spurs, but it's well, more likely be to be Chelsea. Um, we ain't going to go Arsenal, is he? Not Oops, really. Um, but you know what? He wants his dad wants two hundred grand a week for him. Um, Six-year contract. That's. <laughs> 66 million quid um, and if we want 100 million on top of that it's 166 million that's a lot of money to pay for a, a, a play released for free that's all I say on the matter it I think going to be all you say come on he, like I, I think he's look my, my view is and I'll hang the hat I'm not going to sit on the fence like some Stelios uh, splinters um, I'm going to say he's going to stay for the season Next summer, he'll probably be off. But this season, I think this is his swan song. This is his final season at West Ham. Right. There you go. There you go. Alan Day, the car dealer, says, Evening, chaps. It's, uh, well, I think we're relegating him down now to half a daily, really, aren't we? Um, But Will Pereira, he's gone, Will Pereira be enough? Or do we need a striker too? With Benny Bowen and Nicky Chipman. Uh, will Tammy be the new can't control? Lots of 
good enough. Short and sweet. <laughs> up the armors. He said, Alan, they got to sell them. Well, we, we've already said so, Pereira's not coming and Tammy Abraham's not coming, so let's knock those two out of the park. There is, there is a lot Pereira of Pereira ever on the radar? Call about Tammy. There was an inquiry made to um, West Brom but through an agent, but nothing beyond that. Oh. There's been no bid when people have why been would saying there, Why would there be an inquiry? Oh, because and then... people just do that. That's what happens in yeah, football. Yeah, but I, I get that, right? While we think we stand a chance of getting Lingard, but then if Lingard doesn't come, why would there not be any follow-through? Because I don't think he's high enough up the chain to be a serious target. What I got told is there are other targets in that position right. beyond Pereira. Now, why they asked? Why, well, why did they make an inquiry then? Well, uh, I don't think David Moyes made an inquiry. An agent made right. an inquiry. An <laughs> Agents agent make inquiries inquiry. all the time, Len, as you know, and you're playing but naughty. Why would, you're this, trying to make no, me I say don't. something I don't want to say. No, I don't. But yeah, you I do. don't know. I don't understand. There's an agent. <laughs> Who does he represent? Well, himself. He, himself. Agent. He's just trying to broker the deal. Yeah, of course. Well, you think Sullivan can't pick the phone up to West Brom? That's not the way it works, mate. That's not the way it works. Well, it should do. It doesn't work like that. Uh, uh, when I say agent, let's talk of the word intermediary, because this is a word they like to use. There's lots Why? of intermediaries. Because that's the way football works. Why? You'd think, you know, does Sullivan pick up the phone and ring clubs? No, he doesn't. That's not the way it works. We well, what's he fucking staying up all night and day doing then? Talking to you intermediaries said, who talk oh, to another intermediaries who talk to the clubs and then the players. That's the way it works. They are working night and day, night and day, night and day. Oh, I don't fucking made. phone anyone. That's how well, what's he fucking doing then? That's the way the sausages are made. You've got to play the game. Don't upset the apple cart. You've got to break a few eggs it's to make an omelette. It's a nocturnal apple cart for the, by the sound of it, working <laughs> night and day. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. It's the Pontype himself, Mr. Simon Pope. It says, evening, gentlemen. He said, we've had a mixed summer, decent sign of a keeper. The new kits, which he quite liked, mostly the third one. Uh, but where oh. are we with the striker situation? Uh, is the baggies man coming? No. Is Rice staying? Looks like it. Is Bowen injured? Little bit of a knock. Uh, could I please also have the super codes? Oh, yes, I will do this, Simon. I will get that out, the super six code for this oh, yeah. season's league. Yeah. I will do. For um, Nigel to lose yet again. And that reminds me, I think I've got the address of the winner to send him his prize. I'll sort that out. Where did I finish? Eve, well, you didn't win, so you didn't get a prize. <laughs> it uh, really, really, really grates you, doesn't it, that I beat you at your own game? Well, no, it don't grate me, but it does grate me in a way because you do that Ponzi 1-0 tactic. You know, when it comes to tactics, instead of like, you know, I try and win the 250 grand. You know, I try to predict. And, and at the end of the day, you ain't going to have six results 1-0. You never know. There's just as you much chance. Know. No, there ain't. There is. Anyway, next up is Neil Hodgkins. Uh, evening chat. He says, not long till we get underway. Two weeks to go before the season start, has Sean been told anything on our electronic season tickets? We've You'd have heard the update that. later, Neil. But quickly, um, 
that's what's happening. The club are clueless, um, you know, but was, we knew that anyway. Uh, how do you, oh, he says, more importantly, how do you pass on tickets when you can't attend? Ah, you can't. Yes, you can. Question. No, you yes, can't. You can. Tell me your can. reason. I'll tell you why we shoot you. I'll shoot you down and tell you why it won't work. You're allowed to forward on your, as you could last time. For two pounds, You're right. allowed to forward on your email, your ticket right. via email by allocating your ticket to a person. That person must have a client reference number set up in advance, which is free to do. And when yeah, they receive, hang on, let me finish, Len. When they receive that ticket to accept it, they say, you've been sent a ticket. Do you accept it? At that point, the person who receives it pays £2 handling fee. And then they are able to print off that ticket on, uh, print it off or use a barcode on their phone. Len. Yes. What is wrong with that? Well, first, firstly, he, he didn't say he wanted to do it through the club. Oh, well, you, you have Did to. He? If you track and trace I know he has else, to. you have to do it. Because the they track and trace. But that's why right, they're giving... All right, do it like we always did then. You... Send your ticket on your, your via email. Download it via email, PDF. Forward it on to a mate. And that's it. Can't, because it, it doesn't... Right, hold up. But do the name on the ticket right? don't match the well, NHS. But how many times have you been in, or you've been in, Nigel to a bloody football ground without your name on the ticket. It happened all the time. Unless they're going to... Oh, you're going to have to show mate, photo I ID. i years with a different name. Exactly. Had, Unless they're going to ask for photo names. ID, which I don't think they are, I don't see how they could stop this, Led. Right. Well, look, Neil said... Right, he said... Um, he phoned the ticket office. Yeah. Because he can't go to the Leicester and his son wants to take his mate. And this is what the club told go him. On. And you need to check this out, Sean. Go on. Yeah. He was told he had to go onto the exchange and sell it for next to nothing and in club cash and then go back and buy my own ticket for full price. No, that's that's not my understanding. Well, this is what he has been told by the ticket office. He then says, are they taking the piss? I do not you know? think that is correct. He says, do you think we would... He said he's phoned the office and he's been told, so you need to check this. You can go on and look and see what he said. Do you think we need? We will get an email ticket before a game so we can pass it on to someone? 24 hours to... Four, 48 hours to 24 hours before is what I've been told. Now, the thing about a QR code is, if it's a QR code, you can print that off. That'll be read on anything. It'll be read on a bit of paper. It could be read on the screen. So you can forward it. You can screenshot it. And send it as a as a picture, yeah. And and the and the the um, card reader will still read the QR code. So there is there is ways. If you're listening, West Ham, we can beat it. Don't worry. Uh, I've made a I won't say I've made a living out of beating your systems, but believe me, I have done it. Uh, do you think we will get an email? So we've done that. It's it's a bit of a ramp. Be nice if the club communicated. Well, we've covered this, wouldn't it? And this is the problem. Yeah. That the the communication from the club yeah. is is uh, for a, you know for a club that has always had this problem and it knows it's got this problem to continue down this road just shows yeah. you what they think of us. Fans this won't happen in any other industry where you won't get an explainer no. video out to use it. But you know what they think you're going to come anyway. We we can do no wrong. You're always going to turn up. Well, I know someone who ain't turning up next year. So very upsetting day. Is that you? Well. 
That's your brother. Oh yeah, I know, but I didn't want to say it's not my niece. End of an no, era. but a years a long to a lot can happen in a year. Do you like so your I, I live in hope that the club will see sense at the end of the day. So there's a there's still a lot of water to go under the bridge yet. Anyway, he says his lads off to uni in Liverpool and he'll be upgrading his ticket a lot. Thanks for the effort, lads. We're in the same stand as Neil. So he said he said that we get a pint if we oh, won yeah. win this season. That would be good. Um, yeah. So if if you do run into Sean, be prepared to bounce off though. <laughs> and that's all I will say. Uh, anyway, I'm missing the first two games because I'm in. I'm get in Spain. The fuck out. By yeah. the way, I'm, yes, I'm we're safe. Yeah. Out. Uh, so yeah, Sean's in Spain for a couple of weeks. He will not be podcasting. People, we have got an award-winning uh, person lined up to replace him. Ian Dan. I can't say who yet. Um, but if that person can't do it, we'll get Ian Dal to step in. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> anyway, Idiot. Mark Bright. Anyway, Mark Bright, who took his time off from the BBC to come and say, Where the hell is Declan Rice? Wasn't he supposed to be at training? Where's the video of him getting out of the car at training, giving the thumbs up? I thought we'd make a massive fuss about him. Not a peep. He's getting nervous. He's old Brighty. Uh, Brady outs. Brady out. Uh, Barry Carcass. Pick the bones uh, out of that. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's <laughs> 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 another one of my jokes. Uh, can everyone stop talking about Lingard? He said. Yeah, Career after getting back on track with us, then more for him. Stupidity. Uh, Viva the revolution! It's Sean Cronin. Says, why do we have so many impatient grown-ups among the fan base? It's embarrassing, really. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's, it um, I, I get baffled. Mm. It, I must admit. Still each to their own, Graham. Instant um, gratification society nowadays. Fueled by social media. Dear old all right, my handsomes, he says. How's you doing? It's old Dodsy himself. Oh, he's... He, apparently he's, he's been saving up questions, I hear. He Has messaged he? me. Well, he's donated blood today. He's give, you know, they took an armful yeah. out of him. He's, so he's he retired, lost tired, so he's got to have something to do. Um, anyway, Brady out, he says. Have any Brady out. There's the summer fashion launch by West Ham. Uh, first of all, it's horrific. Secondly, you in the right mind would wear it. I think he's talking about the Hawaiian shirts, isn't he? Um, yeah, I think he must be, yeah. Uh, well, obviously, I They were awful. Have you got yours for holiday, Sean? You West Do you know Hawaiian what? I, I did say to the missus, I sent her a picture and said, <laughs> yeah. I bought two of these. She went, you're not wearing them. I didn't really buy them. And she went, there is no way you're wearing them. Would you? Would what? you own it? Though? Would you? If, if, um... For comedy value, I'd probably buy one. Buy really one. Yeah, for, uh, pure comic value. Uh, Sean, what do you think of the rib man leaving the London Stadium? It's alleged they wanted 30% of his takings plus power use. Seems a rip-off. Well, look. What about the any rent, though, or is it just 30%? Because I no, might be interested it. in that. So That's quite interesting. That was the rent, 30% so, of his look, takings. Look. I it's don't a commercial deal, either. right? We don't own a thing. Look, I, I, <clears throat> I met Mark. I met the rib man. I've eaten his ribs, but 
you know, he shouldn't get any special treatment. And he doesn't get any special because he's a West Ham fan. So one would think everybody, it's, it's a capital, capitalist society where it's supply and demand. So, you know, Delaware North, the American company that owned the catering contract for 25 years, have the right to charge what they want, right? If they were, if their terms were so draconian, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have people selling. There must be people that can make money. And therefore, if they're taking 30% of the takings, mm-hmm. right, and they can get away with it with others, then it must work for them. Supply and Hold demand. Up. Yeah, but the, look, the, you, you know with catering that a, a lot of these trucks parked up around um, the ground are owned by the same people. Yeah, yeah um, I know that. So but look, the, this these is are the big world boys we live that, in. Can, that can cover it. Are, are you suggesting that because he's a West Ham season ticket no, holder, what I'm saying he is, should get preferential treatment? No, no. Okay. But it shows that it highlights the folly of the deal. Is is this got anything to do with the club? Do the club have any sway? Uh, I don't think they do, no. Do you but, think the stadium owners have any sway over this? Um, no, no, but again, but and why the buck stops is because the club moved into the stadium yeah, knowing yeah, that I, there was I, always I that, that would happen. And I'm not making all excuses, so. I'm trying to just be very factual. Yeah, no, Delaware North have set a price... Originally, and if I remember rightly, the rib man was complaining about he had to do health and safety and, and food hygiene certificates. Well, that's what you do when you have to sell food now. Yeah. He got those, and now he's complaining that in the stadium they want to take 30% of his takings. So it's in the stadium? Yes, in yeah. the stadium. You see, I don't think that... I know, you look, you got to, you got to call a figure, and for 30%, if you have a West Ham product in the stadium and you've done your sums right, I don't think 30% is that outrageous. Yeah. I mean, Plus electric. What is, yeah, yeah, well, not everyone's going to use electric. So what I'm saying is, let's say, right, let's say the argument is, oh, there's not enough scarf sellers, this, that, and the other. They don't use electric. And no. buying scarves, bulk, it's dirt cheap and stuff yes. like that, that. That you can, you can lose the thirty percent of. So maybe it's just a business model that's in there. I understand what you're saying with food. Plus, he's got to think of wastage. Got to think of this you, that, and that. You, you do. So for him, what margin should you make? For you, you've got a pie and mash business, Nigel. I know what what you're supposed to make. What what Don't margin ask him that because do you make? I think I said he was too low. Um, it's all. I mean, it, it's 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 difficult, realistically. It's you because it's different. The market I I, I was operating out of was a very small local market, so there was no way you could get away with charging. What you could go now, if I moved the business into Lakeside, I would I would have to charge more for the product. But the problem with that is. That wouldn't be to make me more money. That would be to cover the rent and the rates. And the problem with this country going forward quickly is, is the reason why a lot of shops shut down is it's not because the com- the business can't make money. It's because it's all sucked out with mm. rent and business rates and everything else that goes along with it. So, the, you know, the margin is... With food, the margin can be good, but the, the, the food 
where the margin is greatest is flipping burgers and the reason yeah. for that is is because you can pick them burgers up for like pennies I yeah. was and, told and the reason why hold up the reason why you're charging you're paying £8.50 for a cheeseburger is because the rents are so high at the stadium that are charged to those traders so the fact is people will pay it they will eat now the, the problem that the rib man's got is he needs to be further away from the stadium he'll pay less mm -hmm. of a rent or he needs to do a deal with someone but then you don't get the footfall now, yeah. Amers United should pay attention to this because one of their big things is is that they want to campaign to get more local. I, I don't get it when they say local sellers for a start. Um, does that mean you have to be from Stratford, Newham? Or does it mean just... So let's say they're from saying local sellers. I remember the Sweet Men were from uh, North London, weren't they? And, and no, Arsenal the fans. You know, so we, we, we let's use that phrase. They want to get the, the more independent sellers in. Yeah, onto the park. Now, Delaware North control the island. Yeah. What's sold on the island, not the park. But True. at the end of the day, it's a you scratch well, my back, I'll scratch yours relationship in, um, between the club. He should sell in... Um, why are there no traders on, on the, the wall? Podium. The podium, last drop. Why, why do the park shut up, you? Why do the park not use that? Eh? Why do the park not allow people to do that? Because it's it's a hand in hand agreement between the park, the stadium operators and Delaware North and the club themselves. It's the nice cosy cartel. I think the club are happy. The club will pay lip service because at the end of the day, the club don't want independent sellers in the park because independent sellers will turn up and sell hats, scarves, t-shirts, yeah, 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 yeah. badges, da 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 da. Well, they do and anyway. And they want, but... yeah. Well, no, but that's well, they the do in there on yeah. on the walk down there. They, you know, they're selling yeah, those badges, skulls, everything. Yeah, caught out, and you yeah. got to deal with new and trading. You yeah, can yeah. get caught out. You got to be prepared to take the, the it on the chin. So, but what I'm saying is, if the legit sellers are there, the club are gonna and don't want that. Yeah, and and this is the thing: you'll never get the club to admit it, but secretly, they're happy with the cartel that it is. Yeah, what I was always told, and I know someone who ran a restaurant. Uh, please write in if I'm wrong. That on average, 30% was your cost of your food, right? So if you're a restaurant, you spend about 30% on food, right? Another 30% on labour, so so the staff costs. Although sometimes you'll run it as a family, and obviously in in Ribman, obviously he runs it mostly himself with some help. And the other 30% is in rent and overhead. So 30% is property rent yeah. rates whatever and, and then what about the other 10 percent? that's the profit 10 percent profit 10 percent profit when you know i, I think every lot people go oh yeah you're making a big markup on the food that's right you're on the food the actual food you're making a 70 percent markup on the food but actually the money goes elsewhere and on on average if if you're running it right they make about on their takings they 10% of that's profit once they pay their rent rates uh, staffing costs food costs and everything yeah but you're getting a fixed 30% how can I get hold of this deal yeah it's 30% plus taking the pound it's it, you, the, the product's got to suit the pitch and, and it's the same as well it's always been like that in marketplaces yeah yeah no but but if if you think about his what, how, what is his main um where he sells, he sells uh, in Brick Lane, doesn't he? 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and Brick Lane. Know. I don't know what a pitch costs in Brick Lane, but I'm sure it's well, a lot I do. cheaper. I used to have one. He cooks. He cooks the stuff I'd himself. It's about fifty quid. He cooks the stuff himself. I think he serves it himself. So his labour costs are his own. So he's used oh, to yes, taking. He's like, no, he has helpers. Yeah, I know. He but um, his profit margin, I think, in Brick Lane is a lot more than he can ever hope if he ran his own restaurant. But I think it's. I think it, the the food he sells the food cheaper in Brick Lane, though. Yes, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. But look, it, it's it, just you know, it's just not the right product for it. That's all. You need to find another pitch. Yeah. As you say, it's, it's the reason why no, burgers actually, are eight pounds fifty. Wrong. I think I think he has got a good product to have in the stadium. The the problem is is that he's a small independent trader, and he has he, uh, can he afford to? And and when you look, um, well, he's saying no. As if he said no, he no, but so. then he's saying he, he can't he afford there, to. So he ain't got the right product. Was, no, yeah, but he had three or four people working for him. It, and it all it all snowballs. It then becomes: Is it worth it? Is it worth it when you look at the profit? You know, he he, he might make you know three four hundred pound profit, but the amount of work that he's got to do for it, and it's not just turn up and sell it. You know, and this is the thing you didn't see like with the pie mash. It was like you know, three sacks of potatoes has got to be peeled. Yeah, you know, yeah. then it's all got to be cooked. No, I know that. It's got to be mashed, you know, it, and and that's all got to be done ready for Saturday morning. So yeah, yeah I understand he has that. The same thing where he's got a no, absolutely. Beard. I know. Yeah, I, I get that so, as well. But what I'm saying is, then that's not the right product for it. Then. Well, I, I, I still think, and I think the hard thing is, I think as well is he took a lot of unfair criticism over his price rise at the stadium. But he had to do it because it was a dearer rent than what he had at the bow, uh, at the bowling pub. He needs so to find another spot like that, then, doesn't he? That's what, that's what, and I think that's what he's got to do. And you know, and and this is the thing. That's why the supporters' club had were hoping to be able to deal with the park and and have something around where the supporters' club is with with food and everything else, which obviously I took an interest in, but. I mean, I would, you know, if the supporters club said, do you want to come and do something? Yeah, you bet your life. But at the end of the day, we'd, we'd have to see what the deal is, isn't it? Realistically. Mm. So, I just sent you a striker update into your WhatsApp group. Oh, oh let's have a look at this. Right. Dodsey then goes, because he's got a couple oh, of questions. Oh, God, this is only the first part of yeah. Dodsey's question. A social network whores, he says, all three of us are, um, I think that's a bit harsh on Len, but still. Um, what do you think the answer is to the abuse that happens online? Don't go on it. <laughs> no, it's some it's a serious answer. Yeah, no, it's... a lot of the a lot of these a lot of these sports personalities and say, "Oh no, uh, oh, this is terrible." Well, fucking walk away and put pressure on them. They don't want to give up their free media space. And you tell you why? Because they've already sold it, and it's not even them you know, reading the tweets. They've got someone doing it for them anyway. So, of course, everything gets seen and reported if you're a sports. And let this give you the example of Marcus Rashford. There's no fucking way, moments after missing a, uh, a penalty, that he went to his phone to check that he had abuse. There's no way. And the fact that there's someone monitoring, there's a PR girl, a shit one, 
more than likely, monitoring it just to check, you know, if there was racist abuse to sort of bring attention to their own cause. Because there, because there is, it, it comes out, you know, uh, the few people have been, I'm not saying it's right, I'm saying it's wrong. But the matter is, that PR girl, it's her living. So they're not going to leave Twitter or Instagram or whatever, because she'd, she'd have no job. And that's why they walk away from it. But they should walk away from it. If you don't like it, walk away mm. from it. And, you know, but they just don't want to give up their free media space. You, to be honest, some of these stars, they, they've all got on their profile, uh, their management, contact this and that. Look, fuck off. Ain't you earning enough money? If you're mm. unhappy with Twitter, fucking leave. Because <laughs> the moment I don't like it anymore, I'm I'm out. But I don't get any abuse, really. Not like Nigel gets this morning. Oh, I think I tr- <laughs> I think I top Trump him. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I you do. I think I don't know. I just I just think it's the the, the age that we live in. It you, is. You know, I spent a while. Um, I in, the thing is. I can look back and think, have I crossed the line in the past? Yeah. And I think I did in the beginning. And um, now I, I choose not to. And the funny thing is, by doing that, now I see people start to question me. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know? And, and then you think, why? Because... You, you actually got sucked into it. I don't know how you got sucked into it. I mean, I get grief every day, and, and I don't say I don't deserve it, but you know, it doesn't bother me. It's not real life, and um, it's water off a duck's back. But you know, I agree with Len. If you don't like it, come off it. And um, I just think it's sad when other people get involved by proxy. Um, take Declan yeah. Rice's girlfriend, Lauren Fryer. She posted something to say, quite rightly, if you haven't got anything to, uh, nice to say, be quiet. And the reason she's saying that is she's got a lot of grief off West Ham fans who basically were telling Deck you could do better and making all kinds of abuse to, to our best player's girlfriend while she's on holiday. You're thinking, what the... So was it her that posted the pictures? Was it the girlfriend that posted the pictures? She did post some pictures, but she didn't post the pictures... That people Didn't were she get papped? She got papped, yeah. She got papped. And those were the pictures that appeared in... And then media um, people picked up on it and reposted yeah, the pictures. Yeah, yeah, but, but, you know, the tabloids had posted them everywhere. Let's be honest, on social media and in their papers. <laughs> um, <laughs> she'd posted some. Decker posted some. and Sorry, know. I wasn't including Claret and you when I said media, obviously. Oh, well, no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even put you in that. Not even with brackets. Oh, and uh, Dodsey goes on. He says, "Serious question: With the current climate, do you feel the abuse you give me, reference my accent, will ever come back to haunt you or cause problems?" Yeah, certainly won't with me. No, but I mean, the funny thing is, I know some people. Some of the accents that that I, I did in the past, other people 
deemed it as sort of borderline racist. The reason I stopped doing the accents is I got a bit bored with it. I like to do things as a laugh, and then but if you keep doing it, it ain't funny, as Sean finds out every hmm. week. But I keep Ooh, doing it, and breaking we stop news: laughing. Tony Cotty has been sacked from Sky Sports. Is he? Well, he hasn't been sacked. What's the reason? He doesn't. He said. After 20 years, today I was told I will no longer be on Saturday yeah, I got told Soccer that. Saturday show. I've got fantastic memories and lots of laughs, but now it's time for me to move on and see what the future will bring. Yeah, I'll tell you about that after. Oh. Well, I'm a bit gutted <laughs> because look, the problem is you need more short people on TV because short people are very under... And I'm sure this is something you can get behind, Sean. Go on, short say, people yeah, yeah. are only, very unrepresented. If Len does an impression of Sullivan. Yeah, what short, I've got to say. Well, short people, well, you know. I'm desperately short, Sean. <laughs> That's it, see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean knows. Sean feels Tony Cotty's pain. Yeah, well, oh. David Sullivan makes me look tall. Yeah, well, that is. The, well, I'll tell you who made you look tall. That mob from Australia we met in the Black Lion pub. <laughs> <laughs> the Hobbits, yeah. The Hobbit. Well, yeah, I, I mean that. I mean, I did quit at the time. Blimey, Sean's never looked down on so many people. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, uh, we need to move on. Dinner always. We do crack on. He, he said, uh, but are he we said still he on Dotsy? Funny. Yeah, he said. Yeah. Uh, is it true, Moyes and Sullivan are falling no. out? He says, Sean will no. say no. no. Nigel, what do you think? I thought it was a load of bollocks, Dodds. No, I don't. Think uh, but so. then again, you know. Perhaps I'm in their pocket now because they've paid me to say that. Yeah, you are. On the, you're on the you're on the way to I'm paid. On the payroll now, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> and he says eight hundred tickets for Brentford, and but there was room for two thousand. What went wrong? Well, Dodds, you have put a bit of weight on, son, in lockdown. <laughs> um, and I think the club did here, so they made well, sure. Well, it's down made... to Brentford. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. At the end, it was Brentford's problem. Yes. He says, Len. Yep. Brady out. Brady out. Jumping on Adam Levitt. <coughs> and Adam, oh, is, Adam is one of the reasons we've got up in arms about the um, season ticket. Oh, um, Adam. I wish we could give Adam He doesn't Adam's understand why, fans, uh, why they haven't let the fans have a season ticket. Everton have, have, have done that. Um why not just have season ticket cards? Which West Ham could do that, and it would be COVID friendly and all this crap. So wants to thank us for the if says we do an amazing job, and you know, the club to us, and hope we can get the club to sort this out. Uh, and no, Adam, I'm not going to the Betway Cup, but I will see you um, at some point this season. Um, you know, but hopefully we'll look at it. You know, at the end of the day, I know the IC people patients over it, and you know, it, this was something that's been planned. We should have come out and said it um, earlier. Uh, Adam, Andrew get in touch Wall. with the club. Keep us up to date. Uh, what the situation is for you personally? Yeah, perhaps uh, I'll drop you, you an email much? address, Ed, and you email these people. And we'll see what it's saying. Copy me in yes, as well. That sometimes Sorry. has a little effect. Yes. Yeah, we'll do Fucking that. Fucking very little. Uh, <laughs> evening, says Andrew. You'll be surprised. I, I hope everything. you got to pick your time when to do it. We'll let you know when the time, when he's back in favour. Uh, evening, chaps, says Andrew. I hope everything's uh, enjoying their summer and all the rain we're getting. 
Uh, seems to be getting serious now, the lack of signings. few weeks away before the window shut. Do the panel. We're a panel now. Uh, think the rumours about no money whatsoever are the reason for Divering Dave. No. Or is it Divering Dave struggling to get the players we need? Brady out from Andrew and the lovely... Brady out. As I've explained, and I think uh, I've said, um, the money is available. We haven't got cash flow, and, and not a lot of clubs have. But we've got an overdraft from Michael Dell's company, MSD Holdings, of 120 million. We've used about 75 million of that. We've still got a lot left that we can call on, and that would pay, um, you know, the the down payment on on a whole host of of transfers. As simple as that. I don't think, at the moment, that the players are. Uh, available I, I think what we need we need the big we need the cane transfer or the or the um um greedish transfer we need the big transfer to yeah. start the movie we need someone's nose to be put out butterfly effect and or, or domino yeah. effect is probably a better it's one. not happening it's not happening is it that's all that's what's who's moved nobody as uh as... tell me tell me a a a transfer that's happened a big one that started in the a couple of players but Leicester have signed who they a couple of players foreigners who they signed now really know has, yeah has well I don't, that doesn't happened yet or not no, no. they made a bid Grealish did turn up for work today at Villa well, well that's good of him I like so. Declan Rice right <sighs> we'll move on uh Next up, good question. This is from Graham, Graham Farrah. Uh, evening, I hope we will. We all will. Kufal's uh, contract, Sean. What's the story? I think I've talked about this before, but Kufal, or Sufal, you keep on sucking me into <laughs> I knew I'd get you. <laughs> um, his agent, I forget the Irish guy, what's his name? Stephen Hunt. Um, Mick McMurphy. Is... Look, he's trying to get the best. And, and I think someone else said this, Frank McAvenny or someone else. Um, uh, what you do is, you, when you're trying to negotiate, you then put it in the public domain to try and get your last bit over the line. Look, it's a club's job to try and get value for money. It's the agent's job to push the club as far as they can, right? There's no no doubt that they're going to do a deal. This is all part of how sausages are made. The um, agent is obviously briefing the press, uh, Sky reporting it, all's fair in love and war. Um, but I've been told there is no doubt we will do. I remember he's he's got a he joined us on a I know a lower wage, but he joined us on a three year contract last year. So with an option for another two or one, I can't remember years. So we're gonna reward him <coughs> with better wages and we're gonna tie him down to a longer contract. It'll be done. Don't worry, don't worry your pretty little heads about it. It'll get done. It's a game of chess, isn't it? It it's is, absolutely. Move. Smack the clock. There you go. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, Barry Carcass. I think this was Barry's original question. Do we need Pereira? Oh. Uh, or should we be putting all the money into a striker after we've got a centre-back? He thinks that we don't need Pereira. And, and he's, or you'd have heard, are the club going to update us about the ticketing situation or just when no, we turn up on Saturdays? things. Well, I think the club have had a result, actually, because the fact that the stadium's going to be a lot empty might do them a favour. 
because if well, there's, there's queues on Saturday, no, that's what I'm saying. If there's queues on Saturday, when hardly anyone turns up, they can't do it without any of this. Asking mm. a lot of them temporary staff. I tell you, Next it's going to be such chaos. Oh, yeah, that's another reason to avoid, like, the plague. It's made Marion himself. Oh, boy, yours. He's sappy chops. Uh, what loanee do you think we will get on transfer deadline date to replace Bowen and Rice? He says. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> they Welsh. They're, they're funny, aren't they? Um, he put, great to see Nigel hopelessly wrong on his where's Wally, uh, sorry, where's Dodsey statements. Did anyone see where Dodsey went on holiday? I Singapore, thought it was Singapore. Well, that's what I thought. But I don't know if he actually revealed where he was. At the end of the day, Maybe he was, was picking the only someone one up. there, wasn't he? Maybe he was picking someone um, up from the airport and he stayed here. Well, I don't know. Not by the photographs. And, and let's face it, he, he, he looked like he was trying to um, get a David Dickinson tan. The way he was lying here in his speedos. Um, I mean, he was lucky he weren't by the coast. Didn't look like he was by the coast because I think Greenpeace may have been out. The old <laughs> rainbow warrior. Oh, vicious. Dear, oh, yeah, cutting, cutting. Uh, any updates talking about uh, online abuse? There you go. That's proper online abuse, Dodds. Uh, any updates on how and when we will get our digital season tickets? Well, we've done that. Will it be on the, the night before? Game? Yeah. 24 to 40, 48 to 24 hours. So you know it's going to be 10 hours before the game. Yeah. yeah. Will away tickets remain paper or will they also be digital? Well, I'm hearing both stories now. Interesting. Because I've got a ticket for Newcastle. Yeah. So I'm expecting paper. Though I've been told that they expect digital. Right. So it depends on the club. So the tickets for uh, Brentford came as paper. Um, yeah. However, I think there is going to be, um, again commonality between the Premier League that they've got to move digital so I don't know if they're all geared up to do it to begin with but ultimately I think they're all turning digital is the answer but it will be down to each club I'm afraid digital's not a problem that's good should I give an Uh, update on my shiny or oh yeah wait go on well the situation we've got a couple of questions alright okay we'll do it at the end uh, the Williams uh, Merriam finishes with uh, a seen Tom Cruise at the Wimbledon uh, finals, men and women, and the Euro final. He said, "As Tom had more luck in ticket ballots than Sean." As who had more luck? It's a chuckler. Uh, Tom's. I didn't hear that. Ballots because he went to the men's. And All right. You're not paying attention, obviously. The Church of Scientology would take you a long way, Marion. <laughs> yes, having seen Tom Cruise in the crowd at both the men's women's finals at Wimbledon and the Euro final, that's football, Sean. Yeah. Uh, do you think Tom has had more luck in ticket ballots than Sean? There you go. To be fair, I think, what did you get a ticket in the ballots for last year? It was Aston Villa, wasn't it? Or not yeah. last year, last time. And that was a midweek game. Sublime. They were hardly queuing up to go to that. Exactly. And um, I think there was another game. Brighton. But it, Brighton was Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Quick question, says Andrew Barker, Connor Coventry. 
This has been spread around the place that he's set to leave. Uh, I think, I with think two goalkeepers on the yeah. bench, why yep. would you leave him out when squad players are leading? So, update us on Connor Coventry, Sean. Well, he is, I have been told the same, that um, David Moyes is undecided on him and may send him out to have a full season on loan. Interesting enough, he was supposed to go to Peterborough, but Barry Fry, good friend of the podcast, is uh, come out and said, we're not sure we can afford him. <laughs> we do like him, but we're not sure we can afford him. So, uh, but there's plenty of other clubs, including Coventry and uh, Hull City and Rotherham and I think a few others that uh, are tracking him. Um, and it's that old difficult thing. I know he's 21. <clears throat> he's had a great pre-season. But remember, he had a really bad injury. I think he broke his metatarsal, didn't he? Um, he, you know, do you give him a whole season in a championship club to go for the whole campaign or do you let him play a bit play pace as a squad member on on the bench i i don't, I don't know the correct answer but i do play him on the bench we're playing in the well, europa I, I i'm probably minded to go the other way just to be difficult why would you though because we're having enough cover because i just don't know we 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 like on the no country. i don't agree with this loaning out crap you we'll don't keep, if you if you keep I'll tell you what we've loaned out Nathan Nolan so many times all we've done is created a league one player if yeah. we'd have kept Nathan Nolan and, and bedded him in we could have created a Premier League player and I yeah I agree with that I agree with that uh, Ethan Jobson uh, he said where does he start Lingard don't want to come to us Abraham don't want to come to us we could be getting token over. We might not. A lot's happened over the past few weeks. And then he says something about Sigerson. Ethan, I can't say that. I'm not allowed to. No. Um, no, absolutely it not. rhymes with ponce, people. But I won't say it. My quick question is, how excited are you boys to get back in the stadium? And where do you think we'll finish? Uh, Up the irons and Brady out. Brady out. I'm going to right. finish eighth. I'm not really yeah. excited to go back to the stadium. Right, okay. Um, so excited to the stadium that you've actually booked two weeks holiday when the season. <laughs> yeah. Same two weeks I always have. Um, it's a good oh. question. Um, and do you know what? I don't know the answer. Uh, well, I know where we, we might finish. I think we've finished top 10, but let's go back. You know, my excitement probably was the last game of last season. I'll be Really happy to see a lot of people that I've missed the stadium and getting back to my own seat. Um, but I want to see what it's like first. I'm, I'm apprehensive, let's just say. All right, okay. I mean, me, I think we'll dust outside the top 10. Um, but I think we'll have a good cup run. And then, excited. I'll be pleased to get back into the swing of it because Southampton wasn't, didn't, still didn't seem like going to a football game, even as good as it was. Yeah. Um, so it'd be good to get back in and see the people and um, the people that I've missed. Dan Cooper, he said he went on a stadium tour. You ready, Sean? Yeah, go Pay on. Pay attention with this one, please. Yeah. The tour guide, these are great, these people, because they know everything. Yeah. Uh, mentioned the West End could become a free tiered stand, meaning no more trampoline gaps. 
Yeah, they, they. Do you know what? You heard anything? No, let me tell you. Right, um, these tours, which are run by Delaway North, by the way, um, and, and the manager who I know is a Spurs fan. You know, he even has a Spurs bunk. They come out with all kinds of fancy stuff on there. There, I've been told all kinds of stuff. Unfortunately, none of it is true. <laughs> none of it's yeah. true. It is true that they're looking to, um, and this public information they're looking to redo the straighten West End it. yeah and straighten mm. it but that's not the same yeah don't uh, whatever they tell you on these <laughs> on these tours take a little bit of pinch of assault they, they've got no inside information I mean the funny thing about it is it's a three tier stand anyway the West End because tier one is the upper tier tier two is the corporate tier three it is, is the lower stand you're, you're good point so well made actually it's already a three tier if they the only thing I'll be surprised if they straighten the West End out um, how how they deal with the curve and the gap between the corporates and the the, you know the the trampolines because it makes it bigger yeah so by straightening the stands out what you're doing is you're actually moving the fans you're separating the fans more rather than bringing the fans together I still maintain the best thing to have done would have been to push all the seats back, make everybody watch it from behind the running track, and at least all the fans will be together. And that way, the atmosphere will be better because upstairs will know what downstairs is singing. Hey, what do I know? At last, I've saved the best till last. It's Steve Lyons. He says he's an holiday at the moment. Yeah, and I hope he's listening 24 hours later because he says, uh, "Does he go for the classic burger or the Cajun chicken pasta?" Who should what he should he go for? It depends where yeah. he is. No, he doesn't. Well, yes, it does. Well, he's in a burger. No point having. Well, uh... you've got to go for the Cajun. Actually, Cajun chicken pasta. Why would you have? Yeah, I it's mean, not for me. The pasta's Italian, and the Cajun chicken's you know. Southern and yeah. American. Um, Got to have the classic burger. Classic Steve, burger. I'm afraid. No. Nothing. No. No good fish on there. If he's abroad, you know, might be a nice little fish. That's grilled sardines, something like that. Ooh. Go for the burger. <coughs> yeah, burger he's not. He's not a cat. Avoid the sardines. Uh, anyway, he wants to thank us for all our efforts over the summer, and that's the all right. best. He says, Brady out. Brady out. Thank you very much. And thus endeth this week's Facebook, Twitter. Cool. Questions. Is there a Twitter question? Time. 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 Oh, no, it don't. Fucking idiot. Because it ends Facebook question time. But how can I forget? the loyal Twitterati because they did ask yeah. a question as well as Len knows thank you for that you just reminded it's me because right. uh, uh, it's Dan 3160 4340 I don't know you know what happened to Dan 3160 4339 but still Dan got in with 3160 4340 he said uh, of the things Chuck you like this Sean of all the things chucked at GSB which one is the biggest myth? He goes for asset strippers. Yeah, that is, that is definitely a myth. 
I go for they don't spend any money. Yeah, that is awesome. That's a massive myth. They don't spend it very well, but they, they certainly spend money. Waste it is what I really mean. I mean, there's a lot of myths. I mean, the 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 the, the profit they made from the sale of the bowling is is always one. You know, the money's documented there, even though. I still think there's questions to be answered over when it got flipped, but the original sale. But I think asset strippers is is a, in, you know it, when people say it. Sometimes I do engage with these people because I want them to prove it to me. If you prove to me they're asset strippers, I will back you all the way. But you've got to prove it to me. Don't just sit there and go, "Oh, they're asset strippers," because. You know, I, uh, Acres of Space was the podcast I did yesterday, and you know, I and I alluded to him. They asked me about the ownership, and I did say that everybody's got their own reasons for GSB out. You know, mine's nothing to do with the money they spend, nothing to do with the transfers. Mine's down to the move. So actually, yeah. I can accept them not buying players. I can accept them not putting their hand in their pocket to fund the club I can't accept that but ultimately I look forward to the day they leave because then they won't be the people still in charge that moved us there but that's not good enough for some people yeah that's not good enough for some people I'm on the tape you know there you go right my incendiary anything else you you wanted to talk about your shinies and then we're going to do well i I thought it might be a good opportunity with this so i've got so many people asking me um emailing me about that about it and of course you've seen tonight the amount of people asking about digital tickets so let me just give you a a, you're going to see a lot more about it's still happening yeah because and i'll tell you why it's adapting because the original purpose of the shiny was to give me a a, a cheaper form of media, a more affordable media that I showed to some of my customers and they liked the practicality of it. They liked the fact that they could use it or thought they could use it as a season ticket because we you know we discussed it between the three of us and we, we, we mentioned it on the broadcast. Now let me give you some of the... Um, the, 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 the situation has always been... Um, I can't take any responsibility for the ticking protocols or the readers use, but Man United fans and Liverpool fans are, have bought them uh, because their situation is different to West Ham's where they can have their code on the front as a QR code. And like Nigel's already alluded to, a QR code is a QR code is a QR code. You know that's always going to work. The, the shiny that's going to be released, which will probably be the end of this week, has got a QR code on the front that you can choose for whatever. And it's got a programmable NFC tag at the back. Now, you could program the NFC tag, which is reprogrammable yourself, and change it for the data that's on the QR code that you're given between each game. But that don't solve your problem because... It's no. Why would you do that when you can just print it out, or that really doesn't solve the problem. So it's it's still usable. But what I wanted it to do, 
I wanted it to solve a problem for the West Ham fans who didn't want to go digital. They wanted a physical ticket. People like Adam Levitt and, and others. There's, there's so many. So it could come back into play. Technically, it's still usable, although it doesn't solve your problem. Um, but it's still going to happen. I'm not going to let, you know, the club sneeze and I catch, catch a cold. I'm not, you know, the shiny will be released very soon and you can see what you think of it. But if you want to ask me some questions, you just, you, I'm on cannytellinglink.com. Just ask away. Cool. Right. We're going to do predictions for the Betway Cup. Nigel, we're going to win the Betway Cup this time, this Saturday? Well, we're playing um, Atlanta United, isn't it? Um, I think we'll beat the Americans 3-0. <laughs> Even though they're Italian, but yeah, okay. Um, the Italians, oh, are they? Len? I hope they've quarantined, or, 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 or luckily, actually, the government have just allowed um, Europeans in, haven't they? Len, prediction. Good news. We usually lose the Betway Cup, don't we? Yeah, so. we do. Okay. We're going to lose 2-1. Um. All right. I'm going to say we win, because we are unbeaten, and as David Gold... Uh, David Gold... <coughs> David uh, Boys, that's the one, said, these results mean nothing. Uh, Nigel always says that. But I'm going to go 1-0, yeah. unbeaten for the whole summer, probably lose against Newcastle. But I think we're going to win this and win the Betway World Cup. First silver. I think we have won the Betway Cup once. Once, on penalties, on penalties. On penalties. Yeah. On yeah. penalties, yes. Yeah. And it was, was it Adrian who scored the winner? I think. It was what? Adrian. Who and that was the, the Everton game in the cup. Uh, I'm sure he took a penalty. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've been Sean. Um, Nigel has been hungry, and uh, Len has been um, podcasting for a lot of the day. Yeah, we still have made two hours. Come on, you irons! Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.